Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you are listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. I hope that it might be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Today, during this season of Lent, we have a special guest, a, a little bonus episode, kind of interesting how I came about finding the book, uh, and I'll share that here in just a moment, but we'll welcome Teresa Anthony to the show. She is a freelance writer of over two decades, who now devotes the majority of her writing career to the fields of addiction, recovery, and mental health. She is a devout Catholic and treasures her adult children and her four grandchildren. She wrote a book called My 13th Station. A mother shares her son's tragic battle with depression, alcoholism, and demons. So it is a memoir and she really shares about her life and her experiences uh, with her son's final years battling addiction and mental illness. So welcome to the show, Teresa Anthony. Oh, thank you, Father Looney. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I accidentally happened upon your book, actually. I had written a book for Lent called A Lenten Journey with Mother Mary, and every day, pretty much, I would go to the Amazon page and I would look at uh, the book and to see what the rankings were or if there were any left in stock or because we had some issues with having Amazon keeping up with the supply and demand for the book. But when you go to Amazon, then you go down in the lower section, you see, um, you know, different books that either are recommended or people bought them in addition to your book. And I saw yours, My 13th Station. So knowing that Lent is a time in which we pray the stations and the 13th station is a Marian station, I opened it up and I, I looked at it and, uh, and um, yeah, was able to acquire a copy of it. And I tweeted about it, actually, and so then another friend of mine uh, who follows me on Twitter actually acquired the book and has been reading it um, themselves. And obviously, I think this book that you wrote, as a mother shares her son's tragic battle with depression, alcoholism, and demons, is really uh, an important work for you to share your story so that other people might know it. They might recognize different signs in their own life, maybe in the life of their family members. So, uh, yeah, maybe as we are on this podcast called How They Love Mary, perhaps a, a fitting opening question might be, how is it that Mary has played a role in your life uh, throughout all of this? How has Mary been there for you as an intercessor, maybe as a mother and so forth? Oh, thank you for asking that question, because that really starts the whole journey um, when I was 23 years old, and I do, I do share about this in the book, I was a fallen away Catholic, um, basically your typical ignorant, you know, arrogant 20-something person who didn't think they needed church. So I was um, even antagonistic about uh, organized religion, and that was my mindset at that time. I'm not proud of that, but I'm being honest. So... I went on a trip to Europe after I graduated from college, and we ended up in Rome, and of course, the Vatican's on the itinerary. So um, we go to the Vatican, and I didn't really even care about going in. It was just this terrible place I was in at the time. But I joined the, crew, the tour, and I walked in, and the very first um, little side chapel that we were taken to, uh, Father, I was... I was blown away by what I saw, and that was Michelangelo's famous Pieta, the sculpture, 
um, that is Our Lady cradling her deceased child, her son, Jesus. And I was transfixed looking at her face, that face, you know, the grief, the mourning face of Our Lady. And I had tears running down my face. I didn't know what was wrong with me, you know, but I was so captivated by the image of Our Lady. And somehow that penetrated my stubborn little heart and stayed there like like a seed, you know, dormant in my heart. And it would be many years before I came back to the church. I did not return till I was 40 years old, which is shameful, but it's the way it is. So thank God. Thank you, Lord. I came back, though, right? So um, the craziest thing was when I came back with such zeal and I just wanted to learn everything I could about the faith as fast as I could, I was on fire, I was also very devoted to the Mass, and so um, I made sure we always went to Mass. Um, I, my, my husband was not on board, so it was just me, you know, instilling this in my children. And so anytime we'd go on a trip or go on vacation or leave our area and, and go to a different church, I had this strange obsession where I would, after Mass, I'd say to the kids, hang on, and I, they knew I was going around the church to find the thir- the image of the 13th station on the wall. And, you know, I had this thing, so I would take a photo. And then I, I you know, it was back then it was prints. So over many years, I collected in this envelope. I, I, had on the, I scrawled on the front of the envelope, 13th station, and I had this growing collection of <laughs> pictures of the 13th station, and all, I went to Europe, I went here and there, I went to Lourdes, wherever I went, I would snap that picture. And that, that continued even, you know, after um, photography became digitized. I just have a digital file on my computer. So I don't know, it was the strangest thing that I would have this obsession with the 13th station. And, you know, it's only in hindsight that I can connect it with that moment that I stood there you know, at St. Peter's, and I'm looking at that beautiful sculpture. That was the image of the 13th station, you know. And um, so I, I, from that point on, I just knew that there was something very special in that that I didn't understand yet, but I recognized that it was an odd fascination that I had. And I wouldn't know for many years, sadly, exactly why, you know. Yeah, it was um, as if God was preparing your heart for that to, by, yes, by seeing that yes. so that you could greater identify with Mary in that moment in your own life. So when I came, when I came back to the church, it was like 1999, and the first year um, that I was back, I discovered adoration, and, um, I, and one day when I was at the adoration chapel, I saw a flyer, you know, that this traveling statue of Our Lady of Fatima was coming around, and I didn't know, well, what is what is Fatima? And, and again, remember, I'm ignorant. I had been away for 20 years. And so I went home and typed it in on my computer, Our Lady of Fatima. And, oh, my goodness, when it popped up, um, I started reading the story. I immediately saw things that jumped out at me, like my birthday is July 13th, and I Oh, and then but it's Portugal. Well, I'm part Portuguese, you know, so I had to I had to read it, you know. But my goodness, from 
just even the angel who appeared to them the year prior, you know, the angel of peace who came and taught those children, you know, my God, I believe, I adore, I hope, I love, that prayer. Um, from that mo- moment on, I was so captivated by the story that I, I remember going to tan books. We had a little catalog back then, a little tan books, ordering like five books on Our Lady of Fatima. <laughs> And so um, I, I just became, like, obsessed with this story. And a year later, what do I do? Well, I take my daughter, and we go there. And we also went to Lourdes. So that's when I became a devotee of the Daily Rosary, which I, I say has changed my life. And that was in the year 2001. So. Okay, and that's your relationship with Mary. And as you talk about the rosary, of course, in the Sorrowful Mysteries, we focus on the carrying of the cross, which, for all intents and purposes, is the Stations of the Cross. And was there any devotion in your life to the Stations of the Cross besides taking the picture of the My 13th Station? Or or is that the, the origin of uh, the devotion, perhaps, to the Stations for you? Well, that is, is a combination, actually, because through this this trajectory, you know, I was on this, like, it's a continuum, right? I, I went from this to that to this, and so as I developed my faith and learned my faith, I was introduced to the Stations of the Cross, and that was in Lourdes, actually, where they took us on a little side tour. I was on a Catholic uh, tour, and uh, most amazing Stations of the Cross yes. I've ever seen. And uh, that was so amazing and beautiful that that, be- so now during Lent, well, not this year, but usually um, that's part of my Lenten um, devotion is on Fridays to go and do the Stations of the Cross because it's just, I, I've done prayer walks. I took a, gr- a group of my endow, I'm in a group called endow, a Catholic ladies group, and I took a group of them to visit um, a local monastery where uh, one of the brothers took us on a prayer walk uh, with the with the all the stations of the cross and that was outdoors which was beautiful too so yes so uh one of the stations of the cross is uh the fourth station which is jesus meets his mother mary and of course, yeah. in your book, what you do in your memoir is you tell the story of your son uh, who struggled with a lot of different uh, things in his life and ultimately um, took his own life. And so um, maybe before going to that 13th station, talking a little bit about that with you, what about uh, meeting your son all throughout his life and maybe you observing his, his problems? And what was that like for you as a mother and uh, that experience really of, uh, of maybe identifying with Mary who saw her son Jesus who was about to die on the cross? Right. Oh, it's, it's an amazing um, connection that you make there because it's so true. And I know other parents who are listening to this who may have gone through a similar um, thing with their child. It's the most awful thing to go through. And for me personally, um, yes, I, I was with my child through this, not always through his life. We were very close and he was a super grounded, normal, healthy young man. I mean, his whole childhood, he was just a great kid. There were no disturbances of any kind. This all began when he was about 18 and a half is when his troubles began. 
So as his mother, I was close to him all through his life. But when this began, when the troubles started, um, like you say, I was present. I was present, not physically a lot, because he was a grown adult, and for a while he lived out of state, but I was always there for him. I never gave up on my child. I never gave up on my son. And that, I think, is what people pick up when they read my story, is such devotion. And just like Our Lady, you know, meeting her son, uh, we can't compare the two figures at all to my life, but just the feeling of devotion that Our Lady had, knowing the demise, what was going to be happening to her son, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Because when your son is riddled with these serious, serious problems, especially depression, you realize, you realize that you could lose your kid. You can lose them. And that is how I would say I relate to that, the fourth station, being there, but also knowing that foreboding, having that foreboding, you know, thought. In the 13th station then, the one that you took pictures of, of Jesus being placed in his mother's arms. Maybe can you talk a little bit about your experience as a mother and, and receiving the news that, that your, your son had died and what that experience of mourning and grief uh, was like for you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there's, there's nothing worse that can happen to me. That's how I feel about it. Um, it is the worst thing that you can ever imagine because it's one thing to lose a child to an accident or an illness. That's horrible, awful, tragic. But when your child takes their own life, it, there's, it's a pain beyond what you can imagine. So that day, um, at first I do want to say to your listeners that um, the story is a very honest and revealing account of his journey, those last few years of his life. And it's not pretty. In many places, it's not pretty. But you will still gain so much knowledge and important information that can help you maybe recognize the signs of distress in your own child uh, or things that you could maybe do better than I did. You know, I made missteps. I admit it. I have some regrets. But, you know, I just I want people to really understand that this is a tool. It's a very reader-friendly tool that um, helps people understand um, the dangers out there to our children and to their souls. So to answer your question specifically, um, I was in the midst of dealing with uh, another awful thing going on in my life. Um, I had been divorced and annulled several years prior, and then I had met a wonderful man who was just a special human being, the most beautiful man. And we had been together for about three and a half years, but he was dying of leukemia at this time. So I was in the hospital with him 10 hours a day. My son, I thought, was stable. He was had been in rehab. He had suffered some relapses, but he was stable. And he was then living at my home. I allowed him to stay at my home while he got himself back on his feet. So I was at the hospital with my man when I got the notice that there was something wrong um, with my son, that something was up because he wasn't answering the text of his um, wife. They were um, no longer together. But 
Um, she had reached out to him. He was he wasn't answering. Then when she reached out again, he sent something to her that she felt was unnerving. So she let me know, and I asked her to show that to me, and it was so frightening. It was an obvious goodbye note. So I had to jump in the car and uh, race down. It was an hour and 15-minute drive to get to the hospital where they were taking him. Um, my ex-husband was already on the scene because he was closer, so I called him, and he got there first. So my son still had a heartbeat. So I called my daughter and asked her to get a priest to the hospital for my son. And so by the time I got there, you know, uh, all I did the whole way is beg, beg, beg God not to take my son. And I got there and um, I went in and sadly it was too late. So when I entered the room and I saw the priest there at the head of the bed and my ex, you know, was in a chair sobbing, and my son was laid out there. Um, I've got to tell you, Father, it's it, there's nothing like this at all. And so I walked up, and I, I lost it. I absolutely came undone. I uh, started stomping my feet, yelling, trying to wake him up, you know. Um, anyway, I sat down. Finally, they calmed me down, and I sat down, and I held his hand. And I, in that moment, I knew that this was my 13th station. This was mine. And I, I knew I'd have to write about it someday, and that was going to be the title. I knew it right then. Although it took years for me to get the, the, the strength to be able to write the book, it took me five years. But when I finally did write that book and I made myself a date, I'm going to complete it by his fifth memorial date. That was October 23rd. And do you know? that I was at Adoration on Monday, the 22nd of October of 2018. I dropped off the, the um, file to have it printed into a binder, uh, you know, into a manuscript. And I picked it up after Adoration that night, and it's huge, 370 pages, you know. I got in the car, and I all the way home, I was just crying my eyes out. I did it! I did it! And then the next morning, I took it to his gravesite where I go, you know, several times a year, but always on his memorial date. And um, with the roses, five roses that year, I laid that manuscript on his grave. And I said, see, Blue, I did it. I did it. I wrote your story. So wow. um, for anyone out there who may have known somebody who has lost their child to suicide or has lost their child to suicide... I invite you to visit my, I have a website, TeresaAnthony.com, and Teresa has an H, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, Anthony.com, where I just recently wrote a blog. I write one every month, um, but this one was about uh, this specific thing, you know, uh, losing a child to suicide and how that feels, how people, how you want people to respond to you how you really don't want them to. Um, it's got a lot of really, you know, firsthand information for people. It's, I think it's very helpful. Yes, definitely. I'd encourage people to check that out because there is such an increase uh, in suicide today. And, and everybody knows someone who is going through a loss like that. So I'm sure that the resource that you provide will be invaluable to many people. And uh, I'll be sure to link that uh, in our show notes so that people Thank will you. more easily uh, find it. So. Thank you. 
So yeah, well, I'd like to thank you so much for sharing about uh, your your story, sharing your story first in your book, then coming on here to talk a little bit about it. And uh, and really, I think it is with the Stations of the Cross that we begin to see our life as somewhat those Stations of the Cross, that even in the yeah. rosary mysteries, we try to see our life in those mysteries of the rosary. And, and so you've been able yeah. to capture that for your own experience. And so I thank you so much for all that you shared and, uh, and continue, uh, be assured of my continued prayers for you, for your family, because uh, it never gets easier as each day goes by. And um, no, and so we pray for for others uh, who are in that same situation. Yes, yes. Thank you, Father Looney, so much for inviting me to to come on your show and share with your listeners, your audience, um, anything that I can do to help increase people's devotion to Our Lady and Our Lord. We need them more now than ever. And I think that's the takeaway message from my book, that without that devotion, without the sacraments, we are so vulnerable. And um, so anyway, thank you for letting me share about my book. It's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, if anyone out there is interested. And again, that book is My 13th Station. A mother shares her son's tragic battle with depression, alcoholism, and demons, written by Teresa Anthony. You can check out her website, TeresaAnthony.com. You've been listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. I hope it has either been the beginning or the deepening of your love for the Blessed Virgin. You can follow me, Father Edward Looney, on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at FR Edward Looney, L-O-O-N-E-Y. Until next time, let us remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.